You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Blue Jays talk directly into your speakers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, back for the first of two planned installments today on Blue Jays Fan Friday. Woo! Yeah, it's it's been a little bit since we actually had one of these on Friday due to illness and other things. So, going to make it up to you guys today. You're going to get two episodes. We're going to go back and do some of the things that we were going to do before I got sick. And then we're going to dovetail that into our next episode where where it's going to be more future-based. We're going to look at potential lineups and rotations for the 2019 and 2020 Toronto Blue Jays. Later on in this episode, we're going to help fans determine who they should root for based on suggestions from the fans. Because, you know, who, who better knows Blue Jays fans than Blue Jays fans, obviously. So... Gonna do that, but I did want to touch on last night's game before we got into that and just went crazy on the podcast today. It was good for a bit, but then, you know, the pitching for the Blue Jays, as is per its want, just kind of fell apart. 9-4 loss to the Cleveland professional baseball team, which... Actually wasn't as bad as the scoreline suggested. That late three-run shot that Mark Leiter gave up just kind of skewed the scoreboard a little bit and pretty much determined that Mark Leiter does not have a place on this team next year. So just go out there and soak those innings up, Mark. But no, it was important to note the performance that... A, a forgotten Blue Jays prospect put in last night. And of course, we're talking about Rowdy Telez. Rowdy Telez continued his toward start to his MLB career. A three for four night in his first MLB start. Three doubles. He's got an 800 batting average. His OPS is 2.4. Which, again, not sustainable, but... Just really fun to look at right now, considering how things have been going for this team. And to see him go to his dad before, because his dad actually missed Rowdy's debut when he got in as a pinch hitter and couldn't be there. Made made the flight out from California, got there today, and just the... The moment where Rowdy sees his dad, goes over, hugs him, that was played on repeat during the Sportsnet broadcast because, A, got to milk those happy, heartwarming moments while you can because there have not been many of those in this Toronto season. Not at all. But for for someone who's obviously playing with a lot of emotion, all the the troubles that Rowdy had, in getting up to the big leagues, dealing with the death of his mother, who he said after yesterday's game against Tampa Bay that his mom was with him in the stadium in that way. It's 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 like Disney kind of narration there. Just 
I I feel for this kid so much, and I'm happy to see him get that kind of success because he he was hyped so much as as that lefty power about like oh he's gonna replace Edwin Encarnacion he's gonna be a guy who delivers power for this team, and then in dealing with the death of his mom he got up to AAA and just wasn't able to adjust quickly which is obviously it's hard when you're dealing with the death of a parent like that and he just kind of fell by the wayside as the as the hotter prospects came in your Vlad juniors and your Bo Bichette's and Rowdy took like the last couple months to really establish himself again at AAA and earn this call up and earn this shot to prove he belongs on the 40-man roster because there there are going to be some tough decisions made with this 40-man roster because some some people need to be protected. Force Wall needs to be protected. Hector Perez, Jordan Romano, they need to be protected from that Rule 5 draft. Max Pentecost, who was exposed this year and is tearing it up in New Hampshire. So Rowdy was in danger of losing that 40-man slot like Harold Ramirez did the year before, but his performances lately have given hope that he can be that first-base solution for the Blue Jays moving forward. And again, it's just nice to see see one of these stories come up. And it, it's another good young story as well to go with your Lourdes Gurriel and, and your Billy McKinney and your Danny Jansen and and your Ryan Barucki and, and have these guys come in and give hope for the Blue Jays. Is that that's what the season's about is hope. And it it was tough to watch Cleveland just put the absolute screws to Sam Gavilio. Would have been nice to deliver a defeat to a guy named Bieber in Canada, because Lord knows that hasn't happened enough. But you know, Cleveland's a division leading team. And Toronto is not. So, no, it's not about the wins. It's about the performances. And there there were some good performances. Rowdy Telez looked good. Reese McGuire had a solid debut behind the plate. He got picked up a double as well and had a really nice throw, nailing Jose Ramirez trying to steal second. So, at, that may start the clock on Luke Maley's time in Toronto because there are four catchers on the roster right now. You, you don't need to carry four of them. And Russell Martin's not going anywhere. So it, it may be time to enjoy Luke Maley while you can. Blue Jays fans, just a heads up on that. And yeah, just it, it it's probably best we leave that one where it is. Obviously didn't get the return of Josh Donaldson, but hey, Melky Cabrera was in the lineup and went 0 for 3, so that's something. But yeah, last night's game, just completely expected. Completely expected result. Just looking for, for growth in the young guns, and Rowdy Telez provided that. So thank you to Rowdy for doing that. Now, stick around because we will be discussing who Blue Jays fans should be cheering for right after this. Okay, so again, this is something that I did a couple weeks ago when the Blue Jays had an off day, and it's just like, let's ask some more questions of people and see what they think. And I got a lot of responses to the who are you rooting for question, over 30 responses in that time, which is which is awesome. Thank you guys so much for contributing your thoughts and 
placing your votes for who you want to follow. And it, it was it was fun trying to compile them all and see all the different responses, all the different relationships that fans have with other teams. So I just want to go through them. We'll we'll go through like all but the top two, I think, and then save the top two because there are some discussions that we can have about the top two and and kind of kind of put a bow on this one. But yeah, there there were a few options available. Uh, for Blue Jays fans to select, some of them obviously more desirable than others. And again, this was before the Josh Donaldson trade, as well as the Curtis Granderson trade. So I think Milwaukee might be a little higher in fans' estimations now. But we did get one vote from for Milwaukee pre Curtis Granderson trade, and it came from Alex Jameson at Alex L Jameson who said his wife is from Wisconsin, so naturally affinity goes towards the Brewers, which is which is nice. I, I think partners play play a big part in that, especially, you know, partners that root for sports teams from different angles and then come together. So totally understandable that the Brewers connection would be there. Um, the Chicago Cubs got two votes. One from Heather M at the Heather M, who Cubs are an NL team, and from Regina at Young Wonk, who just sent the Cubs hashtag in saying everybody in, which it's a noble goal. One I don't think Daniel Murphy agrees with, but hey, it's it is what it is. So Cubs did did get a little little love. Um, clear choice of the NL Central teams. A lot. Some fans were just essentially against other teams. Um, Robin Coors, at Robin Coors, which goes by rap, said, anyone but Boston, which sounds about right. Uh, Janice Frid, at Jfrid Mason, agreed with uh, Rab Coors. And I, I think hate viewing is going to play a part in Blue Jays fandom in the playoffs, especially with the Red Sox and the Yankees doing as well as they have been, which isn't to say there won't be people rooting for the Red Sox because Boston actually got four votes in, in the poll. Um, Tim Newby at 65, Tim Newby, he's a fan. Uh, Jeff Garner at McGuffey Lads said they would like to say Cleveland, but in reality they believe it's going to be Boston. Which, if you if you want to root for a winner, I it's very easy to do. Boston, clear class of MLB this year, they've got a good chance of winning it. Plague Nurse Colin at Frozen Pipes with a Y said they were a Red Sox fan before the Jays even came into being. Which that is that is awesome. I. I think my dad was was similar. Like he he followed the Expos a bit, but he he's been around for a while. He's had his choice of teams, but yeah, uh, usually reverts to Boston once Toronto is officially done. So Colin got some early work in rooting for Boston, and then Deborah Stasiuk at D Stasiuk, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Deborah. Uh, picking the Red Sox because of Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is awesome, and you know when you when you can pick out a player like that who you who you want to follow, that that kind of helps 
into siding another team. I, as much as I dislike Boston, I do like watching Mookie Betts play baseball because he's really good at it and he puts in a lot of effort to making himself really good at it. So I do enjoy watching Mookie Betts. I just wish he didn't do it for Boston. Maybe he'll leave via free agency at some point. Who knows? Um, the Cleveland baseball team, even before Josh Donaldson was traded there to add to the contingent of ex-Blue Jays on there, I believe that gives them five, as I mentioned before, still got uh, a lot of respect. Uh, Aiden Alash, at AIM Aiden, is, is following Debra's lead, likes Francisco Lindor, likes Jose Ramirez. They're so much fun to watch. Wasn't fun to watch Lindor blast home runs last night off Sam Gavilio, but hey, it it's what it is there. Christopher Stewart at CS8724 lives in Northeast Ohio, so an easy selection for him. Jays don't get in, root for the local team, totally understandable. And then I, I think the interesting view of Cleveland came from its fans, and we had a couple people select them because of the fans. Mike Burke at Mike S. Burke uh, wants them to end their long drought, and the fans deserve to root for a team that presumably won't abandon them to go to Los Angeles or Miami. I, I added that last part in. And then Randy Mulder at Your Niagara Home, which if you're looking for homes in Niagara, go to Randy. Uh, said when visiting Cleveland for the series against Toronto, the fans were always great. They were welcoming and very respectful while still loyal to their team. And I, I think there's that kind of connection as as well, just being so close, just being across the Great Lake from, from a team. They're very similar feelings. I know Toronto and Cleveland has that rivalry in basketball and has a rivalry with Columbus in soccer, but I think there is a mutual kind of respect between Toronto and and Cleveland there. And it, it is nice to see that get a bit of love. Uh, interestingly, some some people just, just can't do it. Cannot pick a team to root for that isn't Toronto. Um, David Carruthers at Penn Mighty One said he's rooting for the 2019 Toronto Blue Jays, which I think we're, we all are and and can get behind that. Mel Morris at Mel SM57. Jays are nothing. I respect that. Tyra Zafar at Tyra Zafar, same thing. Hello, no. Which I don't know if that was a typo, Tyra, but I think the sentiment is felt. Um, Ray Beauparlant at Mr. Bad Guy 70 said they would watch as a fan, but won't be actually rooting for a team, which I respect. I, I enjoy just watching baseball as well. So I can get behind that sentiment as well, Ray. And uh, Fake Namington at jcattail914, friend of the show, uh, says they won't be supporting other teams, but will root for the American League in the World Series. And I, I wonder how much leagues played into that, because there was definitely more for American League teams than there were National League teams. And I don't know how much league played into that, that process for fans, which brings us to the highest ranking NL team, our third place team, the Atlanta Braves, which we've had Braves connections on this show before. Not surprising that they would be a popular selection. 
Uh, E-Rock at Cronje85 is on them. Luis Valdez, our unofficial Braves correspondent at the Nasty Brave, obviously going to be with them. Blue Jays memes at Blue Jays memes, obvious what team they support, but they are picking either Atlanta or the Cubs. Understand that. Uh, Wade Black at every fifth day. You knew he was going to be for Atlanta. Common knowledge already. Um, Bobby X at Casablanca Rick has a 75 to one bet on them to win the NL, which is very savvy. And I hope that pays off for you, Bobby. But, uh, I think the bigger sentiment came from Sister with a Bolter at Sister W. Bolter. Uh, it's Alex Anthopoulos' squad. And there's always going to be that connection to Alex Anthopoulos for what he was able to do for the Blue Jays and, and build them up like that. And I think that's a strong pull for a lot of fans in determining who they want to root for, what kind of connection they have to that former player. I think it's why Cleveland probably gone up since I posed this question because of Josh Donaldson. So. I'm, I'm not surprised Atlanta got a lot of love in this because of Alex Anthopoulos. And, you know, Freddie Freeman's the Canadian on there. I, I can get behind that. So Atlanta is the popular pick for the NL team of the Blue Jays fan base. And again, likely because of AA. We're going to get in our top two selections, as well as my own personal selection, right after this. All right, so we have... Our top two teams, clear clear choices for these top two teams, and it's going to be interesting to watch them battle out, because the first one is the Houston Astros, and there were some very strong feelings uh, for that. Some of it mostly due to a repeat. Embrunet um, at Frenchie Lexus 2 believes they will repeat, and... Idle Irish Minds at Idle Irish Minds, also thinking along that that line, just wanting someone other than the Yankees to be the last team to repeat, and he says racing that is a good goal. I can get behind it. Um, Joshua Smith at J underscore Man Franchise just picked the Astros. Didn't need a reason for that. Susan Mitchell at Mitchell underscore Susan, a big Blue Jays fan. Says the Astros are her non-Jays choice, but they may have to say something favorable about the Red Sox as the playoffs roll out, which, understandable, hopefully it will not come to that. Uh, Carrie at Carrie underscore A23 said, to quote, at Steph Tweets X, the Astros are her side piece, which, strong, strong feelings there. And then, of course, Stephanie at Steph Tweets X Compared it to saying the Jays and her are in an open relationship and the Astros are her well-known mistress, which we we are we are getting into some stuff here. But there there is that kind of connection with the Astros, I guess, especially considering how much Blue Jays fans hate Texas, like especially the Rangers. So the Astros repeatedly beating up on Texas is, you know, fun. But it, it's kind of a continuation from last year, I think, watching Houston try and make that run for it and, and kind of being hopeful Toronto can do so. Uh, Stephanie said if the Astros go down, she'll root for the Red Sox as well. So Boston picking up some auxiliary votes, I guess. But the interesting one 
comes from Mia Loy at gsnap underscore abk6, who said she would pick the Astros but was frustrated by their recent acquisition, referring to Roberto Osuna. And I think that's playing in a lot of fans' minds trying to pick a team to root for. Because Cleveland comes with problems because of name. Atlanta comes with problems because of the chant. Boston comes with problems because of Stephen Wright. Chicago Cubs, Daniel Murphy. Houston, Osuna. And not even the final team, the winning team, is immune to this because Juris Familia has a domestic violence charge on his record and he was acquired by the Oakland A's who were the runaway winner with the Blue Jays fans. Um, Karen Souter at Karen Souter 1 picked them. Gay Baseball Fan at Gay Baseball Fan. Kevin Roberts at KevTO99. Alyssa Cohen at A. Alyssa Cohen. All of them selecting Oakland. Julie at Julie Jays wants them to do well after their season. Uh, Sherry at Share underscore NTO. She, she split her votes, went either A's or Mariners, which I would like to see Seattle, but I don't think they have the horses to get up there. And then either Atlanta or the Brewers. So extra votes there. Lucky Stars at Bright Skies 99 also wanted Seattle, but they aren't getting there. So hopping on the Oakland bandwagon. Shea P at A underscore Papoose said anyone but the Yankees, which again, strong sentiments that I can get behind. The Yankees... Clearly not anyone's choice for postseason glory. And then Elspeth at Just Me ELC said something similar to Cleveland. They have loyal fans that put up with a lot, including a stadium that should be condemned and wants to see them do well. And I think Oakland's become that kind of underdog team for a lot of fans in that they're not supposed to be there. They have a no-name roster. They have a rotation that's filled with arms that no one thought should still be in the league. And it's a bit inspiring because it gives, I think it gives fans hope that Toronto can maybe do something similar next year if they get the right arms, if they get some timely hitting. And I I totally understand going for Oakland in the AL because it it feels like a guilt-free choice. For me, though, and my my teams haven't come up, Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, see this to Tom Howden at Thomas underscore Howden, who wanted to see an Oakland versus Colorado or Milwaukee series. And I think Colorado is actually my pick. I, I do already root for Colorado teams. I'm an avalanche fan in hockey. And when I was growing up and getting into baseball, I, I think I talked about this um, previously on the podcast, but I went for the Blue Jays, obviously, because Canadian team. And then I actually rooted for the Rockies over the Expos because of Larry Walker. And Larry Walker was one of my favorite players in the 90s. Just just watching him hit, being a Canadian, just just going out there and launching moonshots. I I would try to be Larry Walker when I'm I was in the backyard trying to hit baseballs over the wood pile in the back. Uh, so there is that strong affinity for Colorado. Plus they have Sung Wano, and I want Sung Wano to get a ring because Sung Wano deserves a ring. So Colorado is my personal choice. They're they're doing well. They're holding off the Dodgers. No one wants to see the Dodgers. Sorry, LA fans. Um, 
wouldn't be opposed to Arizona either, just because I do have a soft spot for Arizona. But yeah, this was very interesting to see where the loyalties would go once the team falls out. And again, thank you all for your responses. I'm glad I could finally put them to audio for you all. It's been a long time coming. We're going to do it again a little later today, talking about future Blue Jays lineups and rotations. So check that out after this one or listen to that one first and then come back to this one. I don't control your life. You are in control of your life. You get to do what you want with the podcasts you download. And we thank you for downloading them, whether you get them through iTunes or Google Play or Spotify. However you are listening to this podcast, we thank you so much for doing so. And if you want to follow the podcast, you can do so at LockedOnJays on Twitter. You can follow me at NeoAC18. That's neoac one And... Special shout out to guest of the podcast, April Witzman, who eclipsed 20K followers earlier today. Check out the interview we did with her, episode 100. Go back in your archives and give it a listen. It's a great talk with her. It's it's a supersized edition because we just had so much to say about Blue Jays fandom and women in baseball and where the Blue Jays are going. Great interview. I urge you all to check it out. And, you know, give give a rate and review. Give some props to April for being such a great guest. And I'm going to continue giving props to all you for being great fans. Again, thank you so much for your contributions. We're going to do it again immediately. So for everyone here at Locked On Blue Jays and the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening. And y'all take care. <laughs>